The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before the break, uh, we heard uh, from a French tour operator, uh, Gregory Civeau, the CEO of MyCom, about the difficulty he and others are having landing charter flights at Dublin Airport ahead of the Six Nations rugby game this weekend. So he's got 30 flights coming in and about four of them cannot land in Dublin Airport. The slots are there, but the staff aren't there to service the plane landing. Well, Kenny Jacobs is with me. He's the new CEO of the DAA. They operate Dublin and Cork airports. Uh, Interesting, it is where Cork is where uh, those flights have been redirected to. Kenny, you're welcome to the show. I know we've plenty to talk about, including drones. Um, But just this issue with these charter flights coming in from France, uh, an issue I'm sure you're aware of. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Uh, hi, Kieran. Very nice to, to be talking to you this afternoon. Um, well, there's 32 French charter flights coming in this weekend. I'm happy to say all 32 will land uh, and the passengers on board will 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 get to go to the match and they'll land at Dublin Airport. Um, so there, there were 32. I think it was an issue for the handling side of things. We don't do the handling. So for charter flights coming in, the staff that you refer to, they would not be Dublin Airport staff. That would be handling staff, which is up to the charters to organise. Now, what we've done is work really, really hard to help the French charters land at Dublin and unload passengers so they can get to the match. I'm happy to say now that for all 32 flights, they will land at Dublin. They will be handled. So by various handling companies and some of the other airlines are going to help handle them so that people get to go to the match. So I think that is now resolved. Oh, great. Great news for uh, Gregory and, and, and the people on the flight, I think, who who are being a little discommoded at the thought of a, a bus transfer uh, from Cork. So they're, they're, they're all going to make it. They're all going to make the match. I hope they go home very unhappy, having lost the match. <laughs> uh, the aircraft may take off again and go to, go to Cork or elsewhere to park up for the weekend. And then they will come back to Dublin to pick them up to bring them home to France. As I said, I hope very unhappy. Well, uh, yeah, we all hope very unhappy. Um, yeah. Listen, we're assuming all these planes can land and there's no drone activity uh, to delay them. So what, what is the latest on that front? How often has it been happening? And is the expectation is it's going to continue to happen? Well, our hope is that it doesn't happen again. I think what happened last weekend, there were four confirmed incidents uh, of drones. I don't think it was anything accidental. I, I think it was malicious. Uh, that will be an investigation in the, uh, in the hands of Ongarda Shikana. We've got a de-drone detection system. I was at the airport myself last weekend and I did talk to the members of our staff, so pilots, uh, ground crew, air traffic control, who did see the drones. So there were definitely drones at Dublin Airport. We have a de-drone detection system which, uh, which tracks them and tracks anything coming into the airfield. I think the key message is for the public, it's illegal and people are breaking the law if they operate a drone within five kilometres of Dublin Airport or any airport. Now, it was Dublin Airport last weekend. Next weekend, it could be another airport in Ireland. Next weekend, it could be over the Aviva Stadium. So I think the solution to this, it's not really one in the hands of Dublin Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more an issue for the state. Uh, if I contrast with the UK, for example, there with their experience with Gatwick, as you may remember at the end of 2018, where the whole airport was brought to a standstill because of drones. There, the UK government implemented COBRA and they put in in the hands of the London Met Police a drone counter system. So that allows you to not just track drones, but it also allows you to take control of a drone, send it back where it came from, and if you need to, drop a drone and bring it down in a controlled fashion. And that's something we should consider for airports, but for other key vital infrastructure 
but this would be a statewide issue. We yeah. don't have the ability to bring down drones. I think the only people who can do that actually are the Army or the Air Corps. Okay, because okay, I was going to ask about that. I mean, you get this information from the D-Drone system. All that mm. is, is is information on the drone's existence in the airspace and where it is, but you can't do anything with that. We, 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 can, we can track it. We can see then when it's left our perimeter. We share that information uh, with, the, with Angarda Shirkana uh, and they try to track where, the, where it could be coming from and can they make an arrest if someone is breaking the law. That's the limit of what we're able to do with the system that we have. But there are systems out there that exist in London. The French, for example, in anticipation of the Rugby World Cup, the French military are putting in place for all Paris airports a system that will allow them to... Uh, take control of and drop drones uh, to the ground if that's so required from a safety point of view. So I think it's something that's a statewide issue. It goes beyond Dublin Airport and all our airports because mm. I said this could be this could be Dublin Port, this could be the Aviva Stadium, this could be Shannon Airport in the weeks and months ahead. So we've we've a very good operating procedure, and it's it's very unfortunate that sixteen flights had to be diverted last weekend. Um, but we try to reopen the airspace as quickly as we can in conjunction with the IAA, who are the regulator, and air traffic control, and on Garda Shirkana. We'd obviously like to catch the culprits. But I think the two key things that would move us forward here would be, I think, Ireland saying we want to have this system to protect airports and other vital infrastructure, yeah. and also would be very heavy sentencing. In the UK, you can get up to a life sentence if you are illegally operating a drone over a, a, an airspace. Uh, you can get a seven-year sentence in Ireland, but we would love to see some really serious sentencing and people and convictions on this and, so that people get the message that you, you this is not safe yeah. and you shouldn't do it. And the, the rationale for a potential life sentence, I assume in the UK, is that uh, this could prevent an aircraft landing safely. People's lives would be at risk. Absolutely. This is this is a safety first concern. It's very, very dangerous. It's highly, it's illegal and very, very dangerous for anyone to operate a drone near an airfield and it has, it has mm. to stop. Um, and, and there are ways to do it. And that's what we think should be explored next. And I, I appreciate it kind of, I, I'm, I'm asking you what the Gardaí's view is, but given how closely you're working with them uh, uh, on this, you, you, you might have some information in that regard. It, it is, is it their sense that this is just kind of people being a nuisance or something more serious than that? Uh, Look, there there will be what I would call reckless behaviour, which would be people flying a drone in in a careless fashion. I I think there will also be instances of malicious and and, bad intent Mm. to try to to try to disrupt activity so uh, you will have both but look the law is the same law Uh, nobody should be flying a drone within five kilometres of any airport uh, in in Ireland Okay so this is a national security issue is the way you describe it I, I think it, I think it, it goes beyond Dublin Airport and airports. I think it's a statewide defence or justice issue um, to get this capability that you can take control of and stop drones when they are in the air, and that we also have very very heavy sentencing mm. so that it, it, it changes the behaviour. Yeah, as soon as you suggest that we uh, resource national defence, people will claim that you're trying to get us to join NATO. But anyway, that's a separate debate, Kelly. We won't get into it. Um, uh, on the issue of capacity and resourcing um you know we touched on it i suppose in the context of charter flights how confident are you that we won't have a repeat uh, this coming summer of the scenes we saw last summer i, I think we've made great progress so uh, th- you know they were difficult they, there was a difficult period at the end of may i think the ca- organization showed great character doing everything it, it's done not to have a traffic cap uh, and everybody got away on their holidays 
last summer, albeit with too long time spent in, in security and other parts of the operation. Uh, I don't, I don't think so, everybody got away. There was definitely uh, examples of people who missed flights. There were, there were, and, and those people have been compensated and we've apologised for okay. that. And I think we've, we've learned from it. If I look now five weeks into doing this role, I think uh, I'm very, very confident that we're absolutely all over this. It's about recruiting more security staff uh, and having everything in place that we're fully able to you know, say to people that we want you to have a, a, a good experience at Dublin Airport. So things have improved. Mm. We had a very good experience over, over Christmas where 96% of people would have gotten through in under 20 minutes. And look, we want to maintain that for the rest of the year. So we're working hard behind the scenes to get ready for summer. That's improving, that's increasing the number of staff we have to work in security. And it's also improving other aspects of Dublin Airport from the washrooms that we have, the number of seats that we have. And we'll have more to talk about there in the, in the months ahead. But we're using the winter period to kind of rebuild and make sure that we've got the resilience that we need. And will there be enough car parking? We had people on the show from Port Marnock last summer who had people dumping their cars and housing estates to get a taxi to Dublin Airport. Yeah, I certainly hope so. And that's, that's what we're working to. So last summer, uh, the campus was down about one-fifth of the spaces that it has. So it was about 6,000 spaces because the quick park, car park, was closed. So we'd like to operate that car park next summer. That would give us about an additional 6,000 parking spaces. And that would be a great help because we don't want parking to be an issue next summer. If we get those extra spaces, then I think we'll have a much better solution uh, and people don't need to be parking on fringes or worried about car parking. Uh, when we talk about people in Port Marnock, what's your reaction to people complaining about noise levels from the second runway? Um, I, 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 the situation changes on, on February 23rd uh, because then we will start to operate a new flight path, which is the, what was the intended flight path. So uh, we've apologised to people who have been you know, overflown that weren't expecting to be overflown. But mm. from February 23rd, that gets corrected and aircraft will fly overhead where the, where where was expected and where was consulted. You know, over the past year, we've met the local community 41 times and I think we're very engaged with the local community uh, and we will continue to be uh, on an ongoing basis. Okay, so the, there are people out there who are expecting to be overflown and they haven't been. They've probably been pleasantly surprised at how quiet these new planes are. They're going to get a rude awakening on February 24th, are they? They won't because the vast majority of their houses have been already insulated for sound. Okay. Well, listen, uh, before I let you go, um, you mentioned you're only in the job for a few weeks. Um, I know Ryanair were unhappy with security levels at the airport over Christmas. What's the relationship like with your man running Ryanair? It's great. Uh, Great. Very, very good so far. And I think, I hope and I expect that that will continue in the the months ahead. It hasn't hasn't always been a great relationship between Michael O'Leary and whoever happens to be running the DAA. Well, I have a great relationship with him and I, I, I will continue to have. Look, he's our biggest customer, uh, very vocal in terms of what, what they want, but I have a very good understanding of what they want. I think I have a good understanding now of what our lingus are. A very, very big customer of ours also will want. So we keep listening to airlines. Uh, you know, we're a different organization. We're running an airport. They're running airlines. Um, but we will always listen to our customers and have a good relationship. Won't agree on everything. Uh, but if we both make Dublin Airport better for passengers going through, I think we're on the same page there. Kenny, listen, an absolute pleasure. And thanks a million for taking the time uh, to talk to us. Kenny Jacobs is the new CEO of the Dublin Airport Authority, the DAA, which operates both Dublin and Cork airports. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.